It is the Chicagoverse Unlimited podcast, featuring interviews with the premier artists and industry in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast at DynastyPodcast.com. This week, Kent Lambert from Roommate. Here's how that sounds. Haima Black here at Public Hotels for Dynasty Podcast, and I'm here with Kent Lambert from Roommate. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. Uh, TGIF, you know? Yeah, TGIF, man. Uh, you biked all the way over here from Hyde Park to the Gold Coast. Is that like, you know, we're going to talk about like the music and stuff, but I'm just blown away by that. Is that a longer bike ride than you would normally do, or...? Yeah, that's like a once-a-year bike ride, um, although I'd like to do it more, but that was definitely the longest bike ride I've been on since, I think, last September. So. Wow. I feel so honored. Let's make sure that, on my end, I'm going to make sure this interview is worth you coming out here for, man. Um, how's 2015 going for you, for the band? Kind of bring us into what's going on right now. There's a lot happening for you guys. Yeah, well, it's going well. This is, a, this is an exciting month. We are... Let's see, we've done three out of five shows in a hideout residency. Uh, that was booked, I think, late 2014. And so it kind of got me through the winter. Both kept me really busy planning it. And also it was really fun to be able to, you know, back in January, February, it was fun to look to June. And once people started signing up to, to play in the different shows, I just kept, June was like my anchor, you know, through, through the hard winter months. I knew that, okay, well, in June, on June 9th, these people are going to show up that I haven't seen in a while, and I'm going to play with this group of musicians, and this guy is going to spin records. So, um, yeah, this month is, has been really exciting, and we have, as you know, an album coming out on Tuesday that's been done for almost a year. So it's, it's nice to finally be able to share it with people. I'm really interested by everything you just told me, to me, is really interesting for the fact that it sounds like you're really planning ahead, working ahead of a schedule, or maybe very far behind the schedule. Like, kind of take us into the planning aspect of this. Like, the fact that you were booking this residency for June in, like, the end of the year last year is really, I think, not everybody does that. Yeah, I mean, I guess, so I'm, I'm the, like, main organizer of this band. I write all the songs. It's definitely a collaborative thing, but... Um, I do most of the legwork, and I am an advanced planner. I'm very detail-oriented, uh, especially with records. And this is our fourth album, and I've just found that over the years, uh, it's the stress is at a minimum if things are just kind of mapped out fairly well in advance, especially because, you know, we don't make a living from this. We all have other sources of income. We all have other pro creative projects. Um, and so if I'm going to be asking for people's time, uh, a, lot of, a lot of the time I have to book it really far in advance. So with the residency, I wanted to sort of dig into close to 15 years of history of this project. I started it as a recording project in 2000, and I've been writing songs under this name ever since. And I, it seemed that a residency at the hideout would be an opportunity to go back into the sort of songbook. There's a lot of people who've played in the band over the years. We, we have a, we're a four-piece these days. If you go to see Roommate, most likely you're going to see myself, Gillian Lizay, Sam Wagster, and Seth Fanick. But if you look back through the years, there's been over 30 different musicians who've played or recorded with the band at any given time. So with the residency, I thought, well, what if 
I do uh, roommate as a different group of people every week. And so on the, on the 9th, uh, June 9th, it was some musicians who uh, I admired for years and had never played with before. And then the bass player was Anton, who was in the original lineup back in 2004. Um, this past week was Seth, who's our main drummer. He organized the whole show and he booked the band and it was uh, some alumni, if you will, who hadn't played in the band in many years. And so it was kind of a reunion with some, some former bandmates and we played songs we hadn't played in a long time. So that took a lot of planning just to book the personnel involved. Like on June 9th, I was, the drummer was Frank Rosalie and he's an incredible drummer who plays in all kinds of uh, bands and free jazz ensembles. And so I needed to get him way in advance. He knew in December, I think, what his June schedule was. So that's a long answer to your question, but, but basically I found that things, if I have a sort of creative vision for something, whether it be for an album to sound a certain way and to be released uh, a certain way so there's a decent chance that it gets to people who might appreciate it, I've found that it requires a lot of uh, advanced planning. Although I am totally open to other models of working, um, and I love the idea of recording something and then just immediately putting it online and not having all of the steps in between, but I've been working in this model for a long time where you make a record, you mix it, you're meticulous about it, you master it, and then you go through all the rigmarole of pressing it to vinyl and other physical formats and that stuff. Uh, it just takes a long time. Um, and then you have to you know, figure out where the funds are gonna come from to do it and who's gonna put it out and all that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, that's why we finished the album last summer, but it's not coming out until now because it took a long time to just figure out all of the, get all of my ducks in a row to, to release it. And when the hideout approached me about doing a residency um, and it looked like I wasn't going to be able to get vinyl until spring, I asked for June because I thought, okay, well, I can plan a record release and a hideout residency given four, five, six months, I can get all that together in a way that's going to feel organic and fun and exciting. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that was all my questions. No. So, you know, it's interesting you're talking about this being really like the culmination of like a 15-year kind of undertaking, which I didn't realize that this was that storied of a project. So what was it like getting up on stage and like having a lot of these returning players who maybe you run stage with three, five, seven, twenty-nine, thirty years ago, whatever. It was it's been really great. Um, the the show that I mentioned on the ninth, that was kind of a reunion with our original bass player Anton Hatwich, who's an old, old friend of mine. Uh, but the rest of the band were people that I uh, several of them I'd never played with before, but we were doing songs that are quite old that I wrote, you know, over 10 years ago, and, and I didn't play any since that night, I just sang. So that was this really exciting kind of new thing of, of getting out from behind these banks of synths and uh, just kind of crooning and belting and moving around the stage. But then this past week uh, was more like a reunion, and it, it felt great. It was just a, a great feeling to dig back into these songs. It didn't feel... Um, it didn't feel like backward looking um, because we've all changed we've all moved on with our lives but it was nice to be able to play songs we would played before go back to some earlier arrangements and 
oh yeah, it used to play this, uh, but then tweak it a little bit, you know, for the present moment. And just on a social level, yeah, it was a beautiful experience to be able to to kind of reunite with some people. We've we've kind of, you know, we're all doing our own thing, but to have this shared history through this project, um, I mean, it's very humbling to me because it, ultimately it's it's my songs. I'm the I'm the guy who kind of wrangles everybody. Although Seth, our drummer, did do all the wrangling for this past week, so I got to give him a lot of credit for that. And he also. He gave me, a, you know, it's. I feel a little awkward, kind of describing a show that happened when you weren't there, or and the, presumably the people listening weren't there. But I will try to recount a very heartwarming moment. He got on the mic uh, from the drum kit and talked about how he's been in this band for you know almost a decade, and it's been just an incredible project for him. And then he um, pulled out this archery merit badge <laughs> which I don't know if it was like something you found on the street that day but he presented to me and it was very heartwarming it was like a very kind of mushy moment and everyone that's the awesome yeah people were like oh and it, it was just very sweet and it was coming from this place of, we're we're really tight friends we've become friends by making music together and the lineup um the lineup on Tuesday the ba on bass was uh, Gerard Barreto who has been our main sound engineer for most of our records. Um, Justin uh, Peter Till was playing guitar, and he was the main guitarist for several years. And we were playing songs from records that we produced together. We spent days, weeks, countless hours recording and mixing. You know, back in 2007, 2008, and then seven, eight years later, we're on stage revisiting this material that we worked so hard at. Uh, years ago, so it was it was it was a beautiful thing. And then this week, the 23rd Tuesday, um, which I guess is maybe tomorrow for those of you listening, that's the band that produced our. That's the band that you will hear on our new album. It's the it's sort of the current band. So we haven't played together yet during this residency, um, and I sort of planned it this way so that this would be some sort of culmination. If, if, if people come to every residency show, they get to sort of experience this, this history of the band in terms of older songs. But um, on Tuesday, we're mostly going to play stuff from the new album, and it's going to be the, the sort of current lineup. And then the opening act is uh, a band called The Father Costume, and three-fourths of Roommate are in The Father Costume. And it's uh, the band leader of the father costume is Sam Waxter, who plays guitar and roommate. So, so if you come to the show, you'll see one band play with one front man, and I'll be playing synths and doing some backup vocals. And then basically, we'll just kind of <laughs> hardly shuffle around. There'll be two musical more, chairs. Yeah, exactly. Two more people will come up on stage, and it'll be roommates. So, um, and that's how a lot of these shows have gone. Like on Tuesday, Seth, Seth played in all three bands. Um, and on uh, the ninth, Ben Boy, who you might know from, um, he play, he's in so many bands. He, he was in all three bands on the bill on the ninth. So that was one of the goals with this residency was to kind of like uh, showcase, I guess, this really organic community of musicians that I'm fortunate enough to be a part of. Um, there's a lot of cross-pollination. People just put in time and, 
ideas and and uh, great work on other people's projects and it's yeah it's a beautiful thing and I, I sometimes just pinch myself that this is my life this this is far beyond what I imagined I could do I used to just record this stuff in my bedroom and it would be a thrill if anybody would hear it and so now all these years later to be able to to work with such a wide variety of musicians who all just totally commit to, to these songs. Um, I just feel very, very fortunate. Well, you know, this Tuesday, um, and people are going to be hearing this right around the time that we're talking about, but on the 23rd of this month, the 23rd of June, which is a Tuesday, the record drops on iTunes, on vinyl. It's called Make Like. It's the new roommate record that, again, you said was completed a year ago, but where are people going to be able to, and how are people going to be able to access the record as of the 23rd? I believe it will be on iTunes and, you know, the whole gamut of digital retailers. I would encourage people to uh, go through Bandcamp because I think it's a great outlet for, I think Bandcamp is a great platform for people to put out their own music. But if you love iTunes or Amazon or whatever it is, I'm pretty sure it will be there. Um, it'll be released on vinyl and cassette as well. And those will be at the show. And um, before long, they'll be at stores all over Chicago. And I think there's some distribution in place. So uh, it's a small pressing. It's 300 copies. They might go fast or they might not. It's hard to know these days when... Streaming, I guess, is the main way people get music now. Uh, people still really like, I mean, you know, you read all these articles, you know, vinyl resurgence and, and blah, blah, blah. So people still like having a tangible, nice, collectible item if it's well presented, I feel like, and if they can access it. That's good to hear because uh, part of that whole long-term planning that you mentioned was getting really nice artwork. There's a beautiful painting that's on the cover. Um, I we we mastered it. Uh, this guy Rashad Becker mastered it uh, in Berlin at a place, Dub Plates and Mastering, that's done a lot of incredible music. They've they've it, so it sounds really good. Um, it's a nice looking package. So I hope that people will seek out the the physical physical version. The cassette I think is going to be like gold, some kind of gold colored cassette tape. Um, those will be available at the show. Look around for it, but um, Strange Weather Records is the label that's putting it out. You can buy it directly from them, from their site. I believe it's just strangeweatherrecords.com. Um, Bandcamp is just roommate.bandcamp.com. I would maybe try to nudge people towards that if you're just getting digital. You can buy the vinyl there as well, but I have to ship those out myself. So I would say if you want vinyl or cassette, go to Strange Weather so I don't have to uh, <laughs> scramble to, to go to the post office and like badly, badly tape a box together to yeah. send you your vinyl. Strange Weather will, will take care of that. But, you know, it's up to you. This, it's, you the, uh, the customer is always right. <laughs> well, something I thought was interesting is the album, and I'm not sure if the, if the hideout residency is included in this umbrella, but... The album is supported by a grant from the Illinois Arts Council Agency, correct? 
That is correct. Um, I applied for a grant from the Illinois Arts Council, and uh, those of you listening who are artists, musicians, um, so I thought that these grants had been defunded by Governor Bruce Rauner. I don't want to go on a rant, but I'm not a fan of Governor Bruce Rauner. I know a number of people who applied for these grants, and we all thought that they were defunded, that they were suspended, but I did receive uh, an email about a month ago that I got the grant, and um, so I'd like to to plug them, but with a sort of grain of salt, because I don't know how long they're going to last. They have been around for a while, and there's one called the Individual Artist Support Grant, and um, it provides up to $3,000 for things including an album release. So you can budget for certain things like publicity costs. Um, there's a whole list. There's things that you, you can't like buy yourself a computer with it. Um, and you have to, I believe you have to show receipts and show what you spent the money on. Um, but So I don't have the money yet, but I do have a message saying that I got the grant and uh, sort of requesting that whenever possible I mention it. So I'm mentioning it now. Thank you, Illinois Arts Council Agency. Um, Thank you in advance, assuming that this is real. It's not a fluke. I I thought that it was just totally off the table. Um, But I'm not gonna take any chances, so thank you, Illinois Arts Council Agency. The residency and the album release are supported by the IAC and Again, to you budding artists, musicians, look into it. Make sure they're actually funding it for next year. I think uh, they start accepting applications in January, so it would be January 2016. Um, But, you know, arts funding is important. It can make a huge difference. It's really difficult to make a living from creativity. Um, And so state support for creative projects is really important and it's not a priority for every leader, every politician. So um, so yeah, I'm happy to give them a lot of lip service because uh, if, it, if it all works out, it will make a big difference to uh, us being able to get this music out to you. Um, well, Kent Lambert, the record is called Make Like, the band is called Roommate, um, playing every Tuesday through the end of this month, through the end of June 2015 at the hideout. So when people hear this, there should still be one or two Tuesdays left that they can go out and catch you guys live and pick up the record, man. Thank you so much for letting us know about everything that's going on with the band. Thank you so much, Jaime. This has been the Chicagoverse Unlimited Podcast. Thanks to Kent Lambert from Roommate for being on the show this week. You can find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Jaime Black. Dynasty Descend.